some dogs eat and it triggers them to have to go to the bathroom as well. Some dogs eat and it settles into their system for a while and then the bathroom part comes. So you need to figure that out. I had mentioned in the podcast earlier prior to this that I'm going to try to do a better job of keeping up on questions. Now, nothing has changed in the last 15 minutes since I ended that recording, but I am going to go to Instagram. A little bit quicker ones. It says, would it be advisable to make it a routine to get up in the middle of the night every night while crate training a young pup? Like split the difference between bedtime and wake up to take her outside for a while. So my answer to that would be, Kind of depending on, on the on the situation as far as, I'm not sure how old this puppy is. I have found that most dogs, um, crate training or potty training, housebreaking, whatever you want to call it, it's probably one of the easiest things we can do. And I think some people really struggle with it. And I think it all comes back to, um, it is one of the easiest things you can do or I do with a young dog, provided you understand the importance of the routine. And so you use the word routine in here. Um, so I think you I think you get it. It says, would it be advisable to make it a routine to get up in the middle of the night? I would say, no, I don't want to make it a routine to get up in the middle of the night because I think then that will stick. Routines stick. Consistency creates habits. And I don't want the puppy necessarily developing the habit from the start of wake up in the middle of the night because then you're going to have something that you're going to have to train out of them. That's training. You're going to train the dog to get up in the middle of the night. What I what I think is more important and relates to the idea of understanding the routine is try to set the dog up to succeed and not have to get up in the middle of the night. And if it does, it doesn't get up because you set it up to be a wake-up call in the middle of the night. If it gets up in the middle of the night, it's because its body told it it needed to get up and go to the bathroom. What you need to do is then be responsive to it. And I think that if you do that, because you got to look at the end goal. What's the end goal? The end goal is to let the dog make it through the night and, and from, from that perspective. The other perspective is not let the dog have accidents in the crate. So it's a double whammy there. You want both of those at the same time, and you think you're working towards that immediately from the start. So what I would say is instead of using it as a wake-up call to take her outside for a while is how you worded it. I think that while will turn into long-term, and I don't think you want that. So, And I think you'll, you'll create the habit, and then you'll have to reverse the habit or change the habit. So instead, what I would say is control what you can control, which is feeding in water, which that is the instigator to creating bathroom. So what you can do is get a routine and the dogs have, these puppies have relatively consistent bodies as far as routine-wise. When we feed them, now I say that because it's, it's unique to each dog, but it's the, the idea that they're consistent is not. Like they're all consistent. It's just they're all consistently different in that I have some puppies that I feed them and in a matter of minutes I could take them outside and they're pooping. I have some puppies and it's just the way their body is storing feed. In, in used feed. So some dogs, now that dog didn't just eat that kibble, process it, and poop it out that quickly. It's, I've had puppies that won't 
clean their system out until they get more food into it. So they may have have poop. They may have to go poop, but they don't, by eating it triggers that. So what will end up happening is some dogs I'll feed and literally it'll take minutes and they'll have to go. So I'll get them outside and they'll go. I have other dogs that I can feed and I could take them outside and they're not going to go to, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to go to the bathroom. It could take a while. It could take 45 minutes. It could take an hour. It could take 15 minutes. It could, it just depends on how that dog's system responds to the idea of eating and how it's digestive and all that stuff gets going. So I feel like I'm not a vet, so I don't know the science behind it, but I can tell you what I observe. And that is some dogs eat and it triggers them to have to go to the bathroom as well. Some dogs eat and it settles into their system for a while and then the bathroom part comes. So you need to figure that out and you'll find out quickly. So I would rather fail or error on the side of safety. So what I usually do is when I feed young pups, when I bring them home, and usually it's different for me because the last several years, it's not been necessarily bringing puppies in from outside. I've usually whelped the litter. So I, I got to see the habits. I got to see the idea of I feed them, they poop. Some of them poop right away. Some of them poop a little bit later. Some of them take a nap right after. I get to kind of tell their personalities and understand how their bodies work. So I, if I'm bringing an outside dog in that I didn't have eight weeks you know, to watch them and observe them prior to them coming into my house, I will feed them. And I'll err on the side of, they may have to go right away. So take them outside. And then if they don't go, bring them back in and put them in their kennel. That's what I would do. I wouldn't bring them in and let them run around and play with them because it's going to sneak up on me and all of a sudden they're going to go, oh, here's a spot I got to poop and I can't catch it. So what I'll do is take them outside. If they don't go and I give them enough time, I give them five, 10 minutes, I'm walking around, nope, 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 nope. Can't get them to go to the bathroom. I bring them back in. I'll put them in the kennel. I'll leave them. I'll let them, let them scream their bloody murder. That's probably what they're going to do. Then they'll fall asleep. And as soon as they fall asleep, or I let them scream, 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 scream. And maybe that triggers them to have to go to the bathroom. So I might let them whine it out, 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 until I go, you know what, I'm going to take them back outside. So I bring them back outside, give them another chance to go to the bathroom. This time, if they don't go to the bathroom, I go, okay, I know you weren't crying because you had to go to the bathroom. You're crying because you didn't want to be in your kennel. So now I bring you back inside. I put you in the kennel. I close the door. I cover it. And I let you whine until you stop whining. Now you fall asleep. Now, as soon as you wake up and I hear you wake up, I know you're going to have to go to the bathroom. I get you. I take you outside. And 99% of the time, bang, there it is. They're going to go to the bathroom. So now I look at it and I go, okay, that was... 45 minutes after I fed them, by the time they actually went to the bathroom. So tomorrow or the next day, I might try it again and give them a chance, but I'm starting to develop the pattern of, okay, feed, kennel, take outside, go to the bathroom, and it's going to take X amount of time. So that's how I develop kind of the routine on that. What I, what I would do is now back that up before you go to bed. Again, consistency is important. So if you're going to bed at between 10 and 11 o'clock at night, I don't want to get up at 2, 3 in the morning to let the puppy out. So what I'm going to do is make sure that I'm going to feed maybe 5, 6 o'clock. I don't know what your, what your routines are or schedule is at home. But let's say you're like me. Five, between 5 and 6, you're feeding. Let's say you have a puppy that's a 15-minute puppy, 15 minutes before it goes to the bathroom. So I'm feeding at 5.30. By 5.45, we're pooping. We're going to be getting one more drink at that point. 
if they haven't drank it food and I usually soak their food to get those young puppies extra water. So maybe I don't have to give you an extra drink of water. Maybe you don't need an extra drink of water at that point. But let's say your last food and water was at 5.30. You went to the bathroom at 5.45. We're going to spend the evening not necessarily concerned about you pooping again because you've done it already. I know your routine. Now, we're going to bed at 10.30. So at the very latest, maybe I've done it at 8 o'clock. I might have took you outside to go to the bathroom and maybe you peed. Now you come back in, no more water. I'm not giving you any more water. Then I'm going to take you out at about 10.15 and I'm going to give you 15 minutes of chance to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to a specific spot with you. That's where you go to your bathroom. You do your bathroom stuff. I take you there. I give you a chance to do it. You're probably peeing right away. Then I take you out and I'm going to maybe move you to the front yard or the side yard or somewhere else and I'm going to exercise you for 10 or 15 minutes, meaning simply let you run around. I, a lot of times I walk around the house. My, I mean, it's not very big. By the time they make two or three laps around the house, they're getting pretty tired. We're going back in. You're kenneled up at 10.30. I'm going to bed. And now I'm waiting until you wake up. And if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, I'm getting up. I'm taking you outside. You get a chance to do your business because you woke up and you told me you had to go to the bathroom. I take you out. You go to the bathroom. You're right back in the kennel and close the kennel, cry it out, and we're going to bed. And you're probably making it till I get up at six the next morning or whatever time you're getting up. Now, if you, so what that's, that is how I would do it. And what I would, what I would see is typically by the time we get two or three days into it, usually if I get a good routine of feed, water, poop, feed, water, pee, food, water, poop, and I'm doing that and I'm doing it early enough in the evening and you're going to the bathroom once or twice before 1030 and that you've pooped and you got it and you got your peas out within a couple days I'm usually seeing a puppy make it until I wake them up in the morning and that's not all puppies but a lot of times that's it and so now all of a sudden I'm four maybe three four nights into it and I don't have I have a puppy sleeping through the night that happens way more often than not with us and it's I think it's because and I, I know people struggle with it but this is a great question because there's probably people that are doing what you're doing. I don't want to have the dog have an accident, so every two hours I'm going to set my alarm and get up and let the dog out. Well, the dog is like an it's only like my dogs are alarm clocks in themselves. Blue, for instance, whined when he got up. He had to go out. Now Blue is a, a dog that we we just sent home. He's 11 months old. Um, fantastic little dog. I mean, literally within a minute of six o'clock. If it was six o if it got to six o two. He was awake. So it was 6 o'clock, 6 6.01 by 6.02. You're letting him out because it's he's whining. He was like a absolute set your watch to it. Some dogs aren't as, as specific as that, but he was. So if you start getting into a habit of letting the dog out at, you know, you're going to sleep for six, eight hours and halfway through it, you're going to make him, they're going to get up that time. Because that quickly they're gonna go. Here's the routine. My internal clock, my little my little alarm clock inside wakes me up. I gotta go to the bathroom. So don't do that. Um, so I'm gonna send you a message, um, and I I let me just shoot it to you right now. Just let's do this. I just recorded a podcast and used your question as a topic. Please check it out and thanks for the following. Okay, now you guys saw that. I responded back. Now I am going to go to, here's another one that was similar. And I thought I'd hit on it. It says, question for you regarding puppy house training. 
I was just listening to your podcast. We're getting a puppy in February and we're getting prepared. We bought your puppy training series. We both work full time, but are not, but are not Monday through Friday people. Most days we won't have a problem being at home between the two of us through the day, but occasionally every two weeks we're on the same shift. We live in the middle of nowhere and we really don't have any neighbors or family that are close. We have a crate, but if we are curious if one day when we cannot be there all day, usually six to eight hours, would it be wrong to leave the crate door open but have a pen set up with turf grass for the dog to relieve himself so he doesn't have to form the so he doesn't form the habit of going in the crate. I don't want to form a bad habit or go backwards in our training. I'm just trying to get creative. Thanks in advance. Happy New Year. I'm not sure. I think this is a gal. I'll send her a message. It's a great question. It's relate. It can kind of relate back to the last one. So I think you you have. I think you've heard some of my podcasts before because you you reference things that I've talked about with the idea of. Sometimes you got to get creative. Sometimes you got to ask friends and family, especially early on to get through it. Sometimes you get creative and you figure out ways to bring the dog to work the first week or two so that you don't have these accidents in these, because a puppy can't make it eight hours. There's just no way you're going to be able to do that. But in this case, it sounds like between the two of you with your schedules, very rarely will there be a time when you don't have that. And so what I would do is I would look at it specifically as to say the first week or so, week or two, and Depending on how old that puppy is, I would work my ass off to make sure that you have no accidents, that you get on a super ultra routine, and you'll be really surprised at how long these puppies can hold it. So if it gets to the point where there's a six, it says here there would be, um, if one day we cannot be there for all day, usually six to eight hours, let's say it's worst case scenario, it's eight, best case scenario, seven. If you get to the point where the puppy's, 12 weeks, like if you can get a month into this and then you have one day where there's a six hour window, you'll know by the time you get there. Because what I would do is as now 10 weeks old, I don't think it's going to, it's going to happen, but you'll, by the time you get there, I would be working really hard to stretch this out and get ultra consistent with the feeding and get ultra consistent with the water and make it so impossible for the dog to have an accident that you slowly stretch the duration out and to say that to say that by a month into it the puppy couldn't be home for six hours i don't know if it's not realistic like i i the dog the dog you'll know by the time that happens but if it's really young like that can you do that i suppose you could um i wouldn't i would do everything i could to if it's only like one day or two days out of the that window of time I'd do everything I could to try to figure out another way of doing it to make sure that you stay with the routine of you're in the kennel, you come out, you go to the bathroom, you're in the kennel, you come out, go to the bathroom. Now, here's the other thing you got to be concerned with is you're going to have to set the dog up. The hard part about the, the, the risky part about having wide open schedules, which is what I have um, more than more often than not, like I'm, I work from home. My wife works from home most of the time. So between the two of us, it's not often that we're not home. What I wouldn't do is get in the routine of the dog not going in its kennel for durations of the day too. I think the dog needs, even though you're home or your husband or boyfriend is home or I'm not sure the relationship there, I would say that you need to still dedicate time to crate training as far as like not just the idea of don't go to the bathroom in the house. It's the idea of you're going to go in the crate and be safe and quiet. Um, 
I'm looking around my house right now. My labs don't hardly ever go in the kennel um, during the day. We leave them out. They've earned that right. They're they're older. They've proven to me that they they're not going to get in trouble. Makina is out right now. She's on a bed sleeping behind me, but I don't leave her in the house alone. I'm really close to. I do for I do for shorter windows of time, a couple hours max. But I won't leave her, and I do leave her out overnight. I would say, it. At least 50% of the nights, I let her out. She sleeps on her bed. Um, she's actually very good about it. She's been great about it. As a very young puppy, I used to take her places and not really worry about it. She's chewed my wallet twice, and she's just got a, she's she's got something against credit cards. I don't blame her. Someone said that she must be a Dave Ramsey follower, which she probably is. I am, uh, so she probably is too. But um, she's chewed my credit cards multiple times which is really strange because she has to literally dig them out of my wallet and, and she does it with the exact same cards. So that's a different different story. But so I quit trusting her in the truck because she would find my wallet, pull the cards out. So anyway, the dogs earn it. They earn that freedom. They earn that trust. They prove to themselves. And quite honestly, it's a safety thing as well because I, I, I know people who, I have friends who have lost dogs uh, because in blue, I had to be really careful with um, Blue was a, just a great, great dog, but he had a thing for socks. Like he would like to grab a little, especially Lillian's sock, which was really small. He'd bring them and he'd put them in his kennel. If you if you left the kennel door open, he'd sneak out, grab a sock off the laundry pile, bring it in, and he'd, it'd be in there. Scared the hell out of me many times because I thought, well, what happens if he eats this thing? And so I, I that's that's a horror story that it, it happens. Um, I don't think it's uncommon. It gets, you know, bound up in the dog, dog dies basically from it. So, um, it, or very, very expensive surgeries to, to have that kind of stuff removed. So the idea of free roaming the house is just something that I'm not big on. You guys have a situation that you guys may be able to have a little bit more of that. Don't use it exclusively. Um, could you do this if there was absolutely no other alternative, create a puppy pen, create something that the dog can go out and have an act, do his business on. I suppose you could if it was the absolute last thing. It's better than having him have an accident in the crate. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's the best answer. I would try to find alternative ways of doing it. So, uh, Ash, I'm going to send you a message, let you know that uh, that was my thoughts and did it on a podcast, and we gave you guys a little bit shorter one. And it was a little bit more about some housebreaking puppy stuff. I know Christmas is a time where... Um, people do get a lot of puppies, it seems. So um, you had mentioned that you got our puppy training. Um, I think you said it, or maybe it was the last person. Got our puppy training. I think you said maybe puppy training series, but we don't really have a series or a, we don't have a training system um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. We, we sell training kits, which are you know our shed training kits, our tracking dog kits. Our As far as training goes, I'm a big believer in... A, um, consuming as much as you can and applying what works best for you and, and what's appropriate. Um, I do think that our puppy training video, which is digitally downloadable or it's on a DVD. Um, I think that is an absolute for people that are getting a puppy and it's going to talk about those first several weeks and it's going to be, I mean, I, I use a 10 week old, a 12 week old and a maybe a 16 week old, roughly, up in that one that are not my dogs. Um, they were 
dogs that we borrowed for it intentionally because I didn't want to show a dog that I had had for forever. So um, that is a, I think, a really good idea of it's a, it's a more, it's not a training program. Instead, what it is is it's going to give you a very, a very good understanding of the sequence or flow of things that I work with with young dogs. It really is a, a prequel to our foundation video, which is more the the basic obedience, the heel sit, stay, come when I call you types of things. Those are those two videos. I mean, they're not short; they're over three hours. Each of them are over three hours, but they're they're really they really lead you into a very good overview of the vision or direction it gives you vision to the direction of training that we tend to go i think you use those in combination with our youtube channel um i think you use that in combination with something that i'm very excited about that's going to be coming here um pretty soon that we're working on putting together to make it easier for you to make it more accessible for you to make it um a better experience as far as consuming the information that we're putting out there um, that there's more to come on that soon but um to me it's it's a it's a more formal um version and in probably more edited version um to give you an understanding but then i think you go to these other places and you get more additional information and you again apply what works for you and, and discard what doesn't so um Thank you for the questions, you guys. I appreciate everybody's support. If you would do me a favor, we don't ask a lot. Um, we try to keep these short and to the point. I listened to a podcast the other day that had 12 minutes before they actually started the podcast. It was like a, I don't know, I think it was like a 40 or 50 minute podcast in 12 minutes before they actually got into the episode because there was nothing but advertisement and they had inter interruptions in the middle. It made me sick. I can't stand it. I hate the direction that that podcasts are going when it comes to that stuff. We, do, we are... We are going to do everything we can to not ever have to do that. Um, what I would ask of you as a favor, though, is, and you made it this far. I'm certainly not going to put this in the beginning. Do me a favor. If you're listening on an app that has a rating system, if you could give us a rating. Uh, sometimes it's stars. Sometimes it's um, feedback as far as comments. I really appreciate your support that way. And what it does is it allows us to get in front of more people that are potentially helped by what we're, we're trying to provide so it's if you're gaining from this by simply doing that it's going to help someone else and that's that's ultimately that's what our goal is with everything we're doing so i appreciate your help if you'd be willing to do that for me as a new year's thing i'm going to try to make a push to see if our listeners would be willing to help us out that way so thank you guys i appreciate it um best of luck in your training and we'll keep doing this